0: Hey, sweet mommies! This is Sherry Hayes with MomDelights.com. I'm the Mama 15, been homeschooling for over three decades, and today I want to bring something that really will bless you and help you. So go ahead and wash the dishes, fold the laundry, vacuum the floor if you can, <laughs> and just listen while we dive into the good life in Jesus. so recently some of you have asked how it is that i'm able to look kind of put together (laughs) and actually as a mom of 15 i really do try but i don't think i'm always put together (laughs) actually i consider myself to be a girly girl trapped in a creatively distracted mind (laughs) so i start the morning with really good intentions and i really look pretty but throughout the day I kind of self-forgetful so by the end of the day I might be a hot mess (laughs) just saying but still I try to practice certain practices okay (laughs) still I try to follow certain practices so that I begin the day with beauty (laughs) okay so let's discuss since we're talking I mentioned the word beauty and we're going to talk about the beauty mama or the beautiful mama let's talk about what beauty really Is or what we think about beauty when we say the word beauty, what are we thinking about? Well, when I think of female beauty, and I think this is true with a lot of us, there are many components, right? So we can say, well, it's about hair or cosmetics or the figure or a lot of different components that all kind of mix together to make a beautiful woman, right? But I think that when we consider what makes a like a true classically beautiful woman, we are actually talking about presence, okay? And presence can be the outward appearance, but it's also the spirit within a woman, wouldn't you say? The beauty of presence includes more than appearance, although this is part of the package. It is that quiet, settled, inner person of loving character which exudes from every pore and is demonstrated in every gesture, right? It isn't pushy or boisterous or opinionated. It stands for truth but without dogmatism. It is stronger than steel but softer than velvet, right? It is virtuous and life-giving but doesn't think about these things much. It exists to be light as a beacon and an illuminator for the path of others all without drawing attention to itself. So presence. Without this presence, it's all only skin deep and fading quickly. <laughs> I mean, why are there so many uh, plastic surgery, um, you know, clinics open? Because what are we trying to do? We're trying to keep ourselves looking beautiful, looking, keeping that blush of youth on ourselves, right? Um, The natural beauty of youthfulness is like the blossom of a rose. It is glorious in its freshness, but if this is all we depend upon, we're going to be greatly disappointed as life goes on. Isn't that true? Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who possesses presence will also enjoy lasting beauty. It's a beauty that goes beyond just how fresh we are, right? All the traits of presence emanate from God himself, even if the person doesn't realize that's where it's coming from. Because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Now that's scriptural, right? So every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Women with presence get that from God. Okay. Lasting beauty is the beauty of holiness and goodness, and this can be mimicked, but it cannot be faked. Okay, You can try to act as though you have these traits, but you can't fake them. Right? And so we're going to get into some practicals too, but I'm just giving you a basis, like a spiritual basis to talk about some things, and you'll see as we walk through this. Okay. As we walk closer with God, the lasting beauty will be there for us to tap into, um, you know. And then we can add all these other things to keep it going, you know, diet, exercise, cosmetics, and clothing, all that. But here's the truth. Here's the truth that you got to keep in your mind: God runs a beauty shop. Now, the first time i ever heard that was when i was reading aw tozer and he talks about how god runs a beauty shop but that was actually taken from someone else who talked about how they noticed that when young women came into bible college they probably weren't that strikingly beautiful they were just almost kind of plain but if he met them like 20 years later after they had gone on to be married, and maybe their husband was in the ministry, and they'd walked with God for 20 years. There was a striking beauty about these women that couldn't be couldn't be done in a beauty shop. It just came from inside them. Okay, um, you can't get close to God. Here's another precept. Okay, you can't get close to God without absorbing some of Him into your physical makeup. That's why they looked beautiful. I have this scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with unveiled faces, looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. So we are, by, by walking with God, by staring intently into His face in prayer and just in life living with Him, We're going to absorb some of His glory and that's going to come out of us. And that's going to be our presence. That's going to be the basis for all of our beauty. And if you think about Moses, after he had spent many days in God's presence, his face shone with God's glory. It shone so bright, in fact, that the people made Moses wear a veil over his face because they couldn't stand the brightness that he absorbed from God's presence. That's amazing. So God's complete love and acceptance allows His beauty within to bubble up and express itself in whimsy and loveliness in our lives. Then we can take the resources available in their physical existence, right? and we can use them to their most effective level okay we don't need to spend oodles of money or take oodles of time on our appearance but we can find what works and then stick with it right and this may change according to the season of life you're in when you're young and you're youthful you can get away with just some lip gloss you know (laughs) <laughs> and you know, you're going to look fine. As you move on more into your 20s and 30s, you might have to spend a little more time enhancing what God has already given you. And then as you're like my age, you kind of have to be- work a little longer, but that's okay. I have a little more time in my day, so I can spend a little more time on how I look, can't I? <laughs> now, what we are going to talk about today is building a mystique okay now a mystique it sounds it's a french word of course and mystique actually means a fascinating aura of mystery awe and power surrounding someone or something okay and every woman can develop their own mystique now how do you do this Well, first off, you have a close walk with God. And that's going to create an aura of a secret that you know that makes you beautiful that other people then will want to find out what that is. So that's good. But also a mystique is also created when we choose certain colors that we like or patterns or our fashion or um, like our cosmetics, how how our face is painted, (laughs) how we wear our hair. Um, the way we walk, our gestures, like are an elegant way of presenting ourselves to others. And also if we have warmth, if we have a warm aura about us. Now when I speak of aura, I'm not talking the new agey crazy thing. I'm talking about an atmosphere that's created when we're in the room, right? So of course this fascinating aura will be an expression of God's favor in our lives, won't it? We dress and carry ourselves as princesses of God, so the world will wonder at the mystery and, and so we get the opportunity to share what that mystery is. Now think of the mystique in the Bible of Sarah. Sarah had a mystique about her. Oh, absolutely. She was so beauty that well into her old age... Uh, potentates were drawn to her beauty so she was an extremely beautiful woman and she definitely had a presence and a mystique about her i think about ruth ruth was a, a moabitess woman and yet she was beautiful enough that Boaz was very interested in her because she had presence. She had so much kindness and so much love for her mother-in-law that she went with her to a different land and her, the, her mother-in-law's God became her God and she was faithful. And that presence of that beauty, um, and that was coupled with her natural beauty, obviously caused Boaz to fall in love with her and want to marry her, right? Or as Esther. Esther had a mystique about her. Don't doubt that. She was able to come before the king and plead for her people, and he was drawn, like a magnet, to her beauty. Or the Shulamite woman mentioned in Song of Solomon, absolutely gorgeous. So you see, presence combined with the outward look creates a mystique, and, a, and it just—it's just, it's just a, a whole package that makes us lovely to others. Okay. Now, when we think of this presence and this mystique, we're thinking of elegance and cl- being classy and being looking smart, right? But not too smart. <laughs> and elegance here, I'm, 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 I'm meaning pleasant, pleasingly graceful and stylish in appearance or manner. Okay. So sometimes we'll we'll think about these things and then we'll say to ourselves, but it isn't Christian to care too much for oneself. I feel guilty when I spend money or time on myself. Now we don't need to stop being such silly geese, silly gooses, gooses, geeses. When we neglect our bodies and our appearance, we cause great grief to others. <laughs> Have you ever been around someone you just wish you could brush their teeth? How about... Uh, just—it's hard to be around someone who doesn't care about their appearance or about themselves, and it's obvious. It's very hard to be around that person. You—you um, you have to express God's, lo- uh, you know, unconditional love towards them. But it would sure be nicer if you could be around someone who cared about themselves. They're, it's like—it makes you feel more relaxed. Okay, now, um, this is because. Other people have to look at us. That's why we take care of ourselves. The, you know, being not taking care of yourself is not kindness, okay? It's an ugly sense of religious pride. I'm just telling you the truth. Let's say it straight up. You know, last time that I talked to you, we talked about giving up on guilt, and this is one of the areas of guilt that women feel a lot. You know, they don't want to take care of themselves when they have their families, their children, their husbands, whatever, to take care of first. And so, you know, you might have beautifully, beautifully taken care of husband, children, whatever, whoever you're in charge of. But then if you took a picture of all of you together, like, oh, poor mom, you know, you know, mom becomes the martyr. Everybody feels sorry for mom because, you know, she's always only taking care of us. And I only take care of, you know, this is really bad. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It actually draws more attention to ourselves when we don't take care of ourselves. Right. And here is a timeless precept that we need to have self-respect and behave with honor and dignity. Why? And here's the scriptural principle, okay? It's 1 Corinthians 6:20, "For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's." So this body belongs to God. Do you know of anything that God touches that looks ugly and run down? I don't. <laughs> When God touches something, when He creates something, it is perfect. It is beautiful. It is life-giving. It is it is orderly. Right? So if we think we're being more Christian by neglecting ourselves, the opposite is true. Okay, here's uh, 1 Corinthians 5.20. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. So We're ambassadors. We're representatives of Heaven on Earth. And so, of course, the first thing is to be inwardly secure in Christ to where we are permitting our bodies to be conduits of His love and His care. And secondly, every aspect of our life should be touched by that, including our outward appearance, okay? Now, remember, we are the spirit of our homes, right? We are the one who sets the tone of our family. In the military, uh, okay, in the military, this is extremely important, okay? It's every bit as important for uh, the spirit of the troops to be on a high level as it is for them to have good rifles, right? Okay, I'm thinking of armies that have fought wars against, uh, you know, little scraggly little armies, just like the Continental Army that fought against great odds and barely had enough munitions, but if they had the spirit enough, then they actually won, right? So um, they call it esprit de corps. And one major sign of a defeated army is they stop caring about their appearance. They don't look like soldiers. They look like ragtag, whatever. And they don't, they just don't care anymore. And you can tell that. So when an army is struggling, and they're struggling with defeat, what does the commander of the army do? Well, he gets on his, on his uh, steed, and he sits up straight and he has a perfectly done uniform and it's got the shiny buttons and he's up there and he gives hope to his troops by his appearance. His appearance is not of defeat but of victory. And so that's what we do. We come out of our bedrooms in the morning and we are ready to face the day. And we are clean and we're fresh smelling and we're as pretty as we can be. And we give hope to our husbands, to our children. We give them hope that everything's going to be okay because mom is taking care of herself, right? So, it doesn't take a lot of money. I know, we think that. We think we think we have to have a, a, like a wardrobe, so where am I going to get the money to get a wardrobe? I have to be careful that I have enough money for my kids to have underwear and socks. <laughs> but you know, you'd be surprised. You might have a lot of what you need already. Let me read this to you from matthew chapter 6. matthew chapter 6 starting with verse 28 says this so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet i say to you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these now if god so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven what we need to do is to look in our closet and see what we already have. Okay, I know for certain that there are some items in your closet that you really love. I mean, you found them and you could have found, you could have found these items at a garage sale or the Goodwill, but they just fit your personality, Look, look great on you and you just love them, but you don't ever wear them. Because you're afraid that if you wear them, you'll wear them out and you won't have anything pretty to wear. Okay, so let's examine that for a minute. First off, that's not faith. I'm just telling you. If you can't trust God, like it says in Matthew 6, if you can't trust God that he's going to clothe you, then what? there's no use. Okay. First off, that's not faith. Because that is expressing doubt that in the future God will be able to clothe you. So I'm going to suggest something. Take that pretty those pretty things you've been saving and start wearing them every day. And every day you are expressing God's beauty on the outward by saying, "My God is big enough that he can provide for me. So I'm going to look beauty. Uh, so I'm going to look beautiful to express my love and my faith for him." Okay? So just just try that. And if you're if you're wearing something that's really nice and and you want to keep it nice for longer, there are some there are some important precepts for doing that. I mean, not everything lasts forever. (laughs) there are some things that I've worn until they were rags. This is one of my favorite shirts right here. Um, I love the pattern in it. it's cheerful and it's nice. But I did the same thing. I stuck this in my closet and I wouldn't wear it. But I've just decided I am going to wear this thing (laughs) because I like it. And it's getting a little worn, but that's okay. Because when this is gone, God has provided me for all kinds of other things. God has provided me with all kinds of other things as well. So now, go into your closet, see what you have already. Gather your cosmetics, gather your skin products, put it all together, you know, your perfumes, whatever. Put it all together and start putting everything in piles. Like the ratty stuff that you save that you, you think you need to do housework or gardening or whatever that in one pile then put your everyday stuff in another pile and your really pretty stuff in another pile and then go through these and weed them out and for the ratty stuff you know save like one outfit for when you're going to be painting the house and just one right and then go through and go through your everyday stuff and get rid of this stuff that makes you feel shabby or makes you feel like like, you know, you would wear it if you were, uh, I don't know, dragging through a tunnel, <laughs> you know, the, the holes and the, you know, the stains and all that kind of stuff where it just looks like, makes you look like a sack or a frump and you don't like, it doesn't make you look nice. It doesn't make you feel nice when you wear it. Get rid of that. Okay. <laughs> and then go to the pretty things and you have everyday things and there are certain things that you love to wear that make you feel good. Take those out. And those are the ones you're going to be wearing. Okay? And then the pretty stuff you've been saving, go through that and save one or two outfits for like an absolute like a formal thing or if you want an outfit to wear to church, you know it's okay to wear the same outfit to church every Sunday. You know, that's what they've done for generations, right? And save that and then the other pretty stuff that you were saving, put that back in your everyday. And now You might find, especially if you have a lot of separates that you can mix and match, you might find that you have a lot more pretty things to wear than you realize that God has provided for you. You just haven't been taking advantage of them because you've been afraid. Okay, so we're going to kick that fear to the curb and we're going to start having some fun in God. (laughs) Okay, and for your skincare and cosmetics. Now, boy, it's such an industry, isn't it? they've tried to convince us that we need this special this and you know there's a hundred gazillion, million dollars for oh because this has this has the mother of pearl or whatever it is in it right okay so let me tell you uh i'm 59 years old and you know i mean i look older that's just obvious but what i concentrate on is i i am light skinned so i have very dry skin right but i don't really have a very wrinkly face And I really contribute that to being (laughs) to three things. Okay, genetics, it's kind of like the women in my family look pretty good at older ages. And secondly, having so many children, I have a lot of collagen and estrogen. That's really preserved me. And thirdly, I use Vaseline on my face. (laughs) Now, I know all the crunchy mamas are going to put me in jail for that because Vaseline is supposed to be like evil okay but that's what I use yes I use Vaseline on my body and it really is the only thing that works (laughs) so and I don't use soap so I use water to clean myself and I use Vaseline and those are my skincare products (laughs) now everybody's different everybody has different needs some of us have really super oily skin we have to have a totally different regimen I understand but the point being that we need to take and narrow it down to the things that actually work but don't have to cost a lot of money. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to look good. Okay? Because like we said, it, a lot of it is presence. And when God is, the Bible says that the Spirit of God will quicken your mortal bodies. It just, God runs a beauty shop and so it'll come out but we need to take care of ourselves. So having some moisturizer or not, you know, whatever works for you is okay, but just keep it very simple. And as for cosmetics, you know, you might need after your moisturizer you might need some foundation I use a very light foundation that just kind of evens out my skin but it's not really thick or anything and I do use some eyeliner a little bit of eyeshadow and I do my brows with a little pencil not a lot of time taken there and I I use some lip stain the reason I use lip stain is because my lips are almost the same color as my skin but when i use lip stain it kind of it stays a long time so that i'm not um like it does wear off during the day and it looks really weird because <laughs> i have like this outline of lipstick and it'll be pale in the middle <laughs> so every time we get in the, hu- the car with my husband i put lipstick on <laughs> but anyway but you know just things like that little tricks that can help us and we can share tricks with each other that do help we don't have to go crazy and a lot of these items that i'm talking about you can purchase this these cosmetics pretty cheaply just stick to the basics and then I, what i like to do is i like to put all of this stuff in one bag and then i just use it as i go along uh, then i just grab it in the morning and i know i have a routine everything i need so it only takes me like 15 10 to 15 minutes to put all that on and i'm done for the day except lipstick later <laughs> okay um and then as far as um As far as hair, okay. So I I have found that long hair is so easy, isn't it? I mean, I used it when I was young, they said, oh, long hair is such a pain, it's so hard. But then my husband said he liked long hair, so I grew it out and I found that that was really my easiest thing because you can, I used to wash my hair and not brush it and then it would come out, it had a little bit of body and then I might like put a barrette here and here and I might curl the bangs under because I need bangs. And that's it and you don't really have to do a lot, and that way, with your long hair, if you need to do a formal or something like that, there's a lot you can do with it. Shorter hair from me, and you know, everybody's different, but shorter hair to me takes a lot of work because you constantly have to be doing something to it in order to look good. And I don't like, I don't like to wear a like a severe looking hairdo, in other words, where it's like pulled back. Severe looking hairdos to me, okay, everybody's opinion is different. But it's like pulled straight back, and it might look neat, but it really doesn't look pretty. Like, you need something to frame your face, and your hair is there to help you to look beautiful, you know. So, whatever you can do to help frame that beautiful face God's given you and to enhance that with your hair, you should try to do it. Now, some of us think we might be thinning on top. Well, you know, you can wear hairbands, you can wear little hats, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. So, um, hair is important but hair doesn't have to be expensive either now here's a little trick that I have learned that I've been doing with my hair my hair is naturally straight it's very straight but you can see here I have a lot of curl in it and so what I have done and I've tried lots of different things but I use rag curls I know old-fashioned old-fashioned I tried it I tried the like the spongy curls and I tried the. The pin curls and they didn't work, but red curls really work. And if you you can find tutorials online on how to use them, um, but I found that they're so easy to sleep with. They don't hurt your head at all. And the worst case scenario is one of them kind of turns wacky. Then I have a little curling iron. I'll just straighten it out, and I'm good to go. And it just gives me some bounce and some some body. And it just gives me a little something to frame my face. Especially when I'm getting older. I have a little more time, and I. Put these rag curls in at night i use a spray that i made with some um i call it with some hair gel and some water and i just spray the ends and then i roll them up and i tie them and then in the morning i just pull it out and then this is what i get i just brush it and i can go so that's just something that i do maybe you don't have that kind of time in your life and not everybody has to do that it's just something as i'm getting older i think i need to do that so. anyway that's just one of my little tricks now i don't color my hair i'm not against people coloring their hair but i don't color my hair because my hair is very fine and so whenever i have to, I, you know you've seen videos my older videos i have had colored hair but my hair just breaks off like crazy so i have decided just to go natural so you can see i i am graying slightly but i'm almost 60 and this is all the gray i've got so it, this that's hereditary <laughs> i don't know who i inherited it from though <laughs> um actually my uh my my daughter's husband's grandmother she's 95 and she is just now graying <laughs> so it can happen right okay so um now specifically when we're talking about wardrobe here's something that my grandmother taught me when I was a teen and it really made an impact. She said that when you're deciding what items, let's say that you need to go clothes shopping which is one of the most boring things I can think of, I don't like clothes shopping. <laughs> but anyway, sometimes you're at a garage sale, you're at a, you're at a thrift store, you're at a retail store and you need to buy some items. in. In your thing or you're at a sale and there's some things there what kind of items do you want to buy or you're online even that will go into your wardrobe that will make you look elegant and beautiful and will be uh, lasting you want to stick with the classics okay like the classic cuts the classic blouses the classic skirts certain skirts Skirt types and certain blouses and certain elements of style really don't ever go out. They are constants. Now, uh, some some of these are like blazers and vests and skirts. Skirts. I'm not. You know, you can have a, a full skirt and you can have like um, an an A-line skirt. You can have a pencil skirt. All of these skirts have on for a long time they've always been out there and in different different styles and different things but usually you can find a classic type that will always be in style and then what you do with these separates and different things you can accessorize to kind of change the look and you can purchase these accessories all over the place especially at garage sales and thrift stores right they always have scarves or belts or whatever and sometimes you can take something that's a classic and update it just by the belt or whatever you accessorize it with right and so that's what you can do to make your wardrobe stretch and not have to continually keep buying things according to the trends. Stay classy you know if you are classy and you are and you stick with classics then you'll you'll keep with that presence and that mystique that we're talking about and you'll be that woman you know I've known a couple of women women like that in my life uh one woman I knew her name is Pani Srednanska and she was from uh moravia in the czech republic it used to be czechoslovakia and she was always coordinated her shoes and her purse and her clothes were so classy and and she kept her hair nice and everywhere she went everybody knew her because she just looked like she was like put together like you say she was always coordinated always looked put together and um I know that she stuck with the classics and this was in the 80s and she did not wear the trends but she was respected. She had been a teacher uh, in the university before she came to America, before she escaped from behind the curtain. She had come to America and she was well respected and that's one example. I've known other examples of that. Um, another teacher, <laughs> actually, I guess it's teachers, <laughs> and she she had taught children on cruise ships on long like there would be people that actually lived on cruise ships they still do these days and they had children and they would employ her as the teacher on these ships and she was always well put together like that so that's really the way to do it okay now i have been living this way where I, i try to build on the foundation of looking nice and smelling nice perfume is important smelling better than just you know, your oily skin, like put something nice, something fresh, something that doesn't have to be overpowering, but just something sweet that you can put on the morning. I've been living this way for many years, even while having many, many children. Even when having morning sickness, I would try to get up and make myself presentable. Okay, and homeschooling them all, you know, that takes a lot of time, too, doesn't it? At first, it was quite a paradigm shift because I always thought that at home, you just let it all hang out, you know, just I'm home man, I'm gonna rest. (laughs) But when you're home all day, it really it really gets to be dragging. But now this is part of my life. It's part of every day. I just can't imagine even when I'm sick, I try to get up and get myself together in the morning (laughs) because um, it helps me to feel better. I don't know it just it just really works on your psyche now um this is my default right so having said that there are wonderful women online that are such an encouragement in this vein and they are farther farther along than I am I think in many ways and so here are some that I'll just mention to you the daily connoisseur uh, the Parisian farm girl Lydia Sherman and there are others but those are just like three that i thought of off the top of my head and so if you if you want to watch some of those videos it's just so encouraging and i think there's like mountain homeschool homestead family she just did something on being elegant uh pine and prospect home she's just such a sweetheart isn't she so there, there are many like this now i hope this has blessed you as you allow god's glory to show up from you but remember This is not about taking on another burden. I mean, last time we talked about giving up on guilt, right? So I haven't done this whole thing to say, look, honey, you got to You got to step it up. You're just, oh, you're a mess. No, No, (laughs) it's supposed to be about giving ourselves the freedom to be the beautiful women God has created us to be and to express that and not to feel badly if we have fun dancing around in a dress while we're sweeping, okay? It's okay to look pretty. (laughs) So that's what it's supposed to be, to give us freedom to express the femininity that God has given us in His glory and His joy and all the other fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and (laughs) self-control. So I hope this has blessed you today and if you want to you can go on my blog or on my website momdelights.com and i have a blog and i'll have this kind of transcript sort of transcript posted and i have all kinds of freebies on there you can take advantage of and then if you can like give a good review give me some stars um you know put a comment like this video subscribe whatever you can do to help promote this content because I want to bless other people. So anyway, having said all of that, I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.